You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. God is good, amen? Hallelujah. You're all so quiet and peaceful now. Usually you talk and talk and talk. I'm getting everything ready up here. Pastor Pamela's got to go teach the kids and stuff, so uh, it's got to make sure that Sean and Leticia get into church here, because Sean's been helping out a lot, so glory to God. We're good. Just quiet and attentive. I like this. Well, then turn in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 1. Hallelujah. I have a... uh, just a brand new sermon tonight. So actually, of course, I've been having a whole bunch of brand new sermons all the time, but this some, just some good things. I, I just, the Lord just kind of reminded me of some stuff, stirring up the things of God there, stirring up the gift of God, but, but also just reminding us of who we are and what we have. You know, if the devil can, can get you to lose confidence in your identity in Christ, uh, you know, he can begin to win the battles of your life. So you got to make sure you always remind yourself of who you are in Christ. We look so much better in Christ than we do out of Christ. And uh, he's our strength and his things that we need to do. You know, and, and God's created us to have dominion. How many of you know that? That we're, we have dominion over this world. We're, we need to understand that. And then we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And, uh, you know, the one thing that Satan's always trying to do, he's always trying to draw us away from the presence of God. And uh, we've got to always remind ourselves that, hey, praise God, that uh, God's with us always. Here in Colossians chapter 1 and uh, verse 26, I'm going to read it out of the New King James and I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. It says this, the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God... Will to make known that what are the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. The New Living Translation says this. Um, man, I should have got my glasses, but these are good here. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So it just says this. This message was kept secret for centuries and generations past, but now it has been revealed to God's people. For God wanted them to know that the riches and the glory of Christ are for the Gentiles too and that this is the secret. Christ lives in you. This gives you the assurance, hallelujah, of sharing his glory. Amen? The reason that I I, I share that with you is because one of the things about it, the supernatural, one of the things about the Spirit of God and, and, and being a new creature in Christ Jesus is that Everything that we have is on the inside of us. You know, the kingdom of God, the Bible says, is within us. And those are big words. Those are tough words to see. And how many you know that most of the time we're trying to find the supernatural or we're trying to find the spirit of God on the outside instead of on the inside? Because how many you know that peace comes from within? Amen. And uh, so I'm going to give you some things tonight. But I want to share with you, my, my whole title tonight is Supernatural Mindset. That we realize that we get our thinking in line with the Word of God, in line with the Spirit of God. Because believe it or not, God wants to bring peace. He wants to bring joy. He wants to bring truth. Hallelujah. On the inside of you. God always wants us to live from the inside out, not the outside in. Now you look at that and you go, what does that mean? Where's, is Sean coming in? Okay, I want to get that. Sean's coming in. Good. We wanna, I want to see a smiling face here. So it's good. 
Hallelujah. It's all good. You know, amen. <laughs> because we're always looking for God on the outsides. We're always looking for where's, what's God doing? What's God doing? What's God doing? Let me share something with you. If you're not looking for God to do the supernatural on the inside of you, he's not going to do nothing on the outside of you. You've got to see God working in you first before he's ever going to work on the outside of you. You've got to see what God does. And, and believe it or not, he's doing some supernatural things in your life all the time just to get you to move, just to get you to see things, just to get you. And if you'll recognize that and act upon that, all of a sudden your mindset and your life will change and you'll realize that you've got a supernatural God. You've got Christ living in you. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory of God's presence. It's looking on the inside of us and saying, hey, this is what we need to see. This is what we need to grab a hold. This is what I need, I need to take hold of and begin to walk in light of it and, and receive the things that, that God has in, in our lives. Amen? Now, now, here's the wonderful thing about it is, is that, you know, we, we, we talk about the Word and we talk about the Spirit, but really, God places the Word and the Spirit and they, they totally are joined together. One, one author said this, he says, if you don't understand the marriage of the word and the spirit, you're going to be very, very uh, confused and you're also going to be very frustrated in your life because God leads us by his word and by his spirit. Amen. Thank you for your overwhelming response. <laughs> because here's the thing, if you're just going by the spirit, you're going to get lopsided and you're going to get woo-woo and you're going to get messed up. You will. If you're going by the word, you're going to be a Pharisee. You're going to be legalistic. Because you remember what Jesus said. Jesus said, you look to the scriptures and you think that they have salvation in them, but the scriptures speak of me and you won't come to me and find life. Amen? Because Jesus said, the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. See, it's the word and the spirit. And the spirit will never lead you outside of the word of God. But you've got to have the spirit to bring life to the word. Amen. We, we look at these things and we want to try to break them apart, but no, God wants us to put them together. Amen. And, and if we understand that he, we put them together, hallelujah, then what will happen? We're going to get the fullness of what God has because the word of God is what holds us steady. The word of God is what holds us steady. Amen. And the funny thing about it is the spirit of God is what turns us loose. So we got a lot of steady folks. We need to get a little bit more turn loose. We need a little more freedom. Freedom in the house. We need a little bit more freedom. I, I want to show this to you because go with me, if you would, to John's Gospel, chapter, chapter 14. And like I said, the whole thing about a supernatural mindset is because we need to understand that we are supernatural. And what do we mean by that? It doesn't mean that we're weird. It just simply means that we don't have to walk by the natural things. We don't have to look. We, we don't have to be, have fear. We don't have to be afraid. And we don't have to just go by what our physical senses say. We don't have to. Thank God God's bigger than our mind. Thank God we've got the spirit of God living in us. Amen. And remember what I said. If we, if we let the word of Christ and, and the spirit of God, hallelujah, live and move on the inside of us, we're going to receive the fullness of God. Here in John's gospel, chapter 14, verse, verse 21. And I'm, I'm going to read you both out of the King James and out of the New Living just because I wrote it down that way because I think it helps kind of get it together. In John chapter 14, verse 21 says, He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. 
Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and he said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. Amen. Now look at, I'm going to read you out of the New Living Translation. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my father will love them, and I will love them and reveal myself to of them. Judas, not Iscariot, said this, but the other dis, uh, disciple that with that name said to him, Lord, why are you going to reveal yourself only to us and not the world at large? Jesus replied, all who love me will do what I say. My father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of them. Why do I share this with you? You know, one of the things about it, and this used to, uh, and, and, and small wars have been fought over this, because it's like, well, if you don't keep his commandments, you don't love God. And so God's not going to love you. But the Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten. So God loves us. Amen? What Jesus was endeavoring to get across to his disciples and what he was endeavoring to get across was, how many know Jesus loves the whole world? He loves us all. See, you can't change God's love to us. Can't change God's love to us. But let me just share this. I wrote this down. So good. Jesus was not talking specifically about giving his love to us. What he's talking about right here is he's talking about the releasing the revelation of his love for us. And there's a big difference between God's love to us and God's love for us. Because how many of you know you love your kids no matter what? But when your kids are obedient and they're doing what you ask and they're doing things, don't you want to do a whole lot more than when they're disobedient and when they're ugly? God loves us all the same, but there's a revelation that comes to the love of God for us of those that do his commandments. And see, we look at this and we think, well, no, 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 but there is because there's always a blessing of obedience. Why do I share that? Because when you're, God wants to make his home in you. Ain't that amazing? I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about that. that, that, that that's going to blow you away what you need to do and, and it's going to help you because I'm going to give you four things on how to uh, let God be at home and you how to really get more supernatural than you already are and also just to get you aware because we need to have this. We need to know that we can hear the spirit of God, that we can hear the voice of God, but also that we can just have the right mindset of receiving what God has for us. Amen? See, God's love never changes. But he just got through, Jesus got through saying, if you do that, those that love me are those that keep my, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, how's this going to be? But it's not God's love to us, it's God's love for us in the revelation of his word. And that's why you think, well, God loves them, well, God's doing more for them than he's doing for me. No, it's because they've got a greater revelation of the love of God, they've got a greater love, and they're being more obedient to the word of God than you are. And God's no respecter of persons. If you become obedient, you become uh, listening to it, you do what God's word says, you're going to get the blessings of it too. Amen? And so, God wants us to walk in supernatural. So I'm going to give you this the first thing about it. The first thing is that we have got to come out of the world. And people say, well, I'm born again. I did come out of the world. Well, a lot of people that have gotten born again have still got a lot of the world in them. They're like the children of Israel. They got, I came out of Egypt. They get delivered out of Egypt. They no longer have to make bricks. They no longer have to do all, they're set free. They're no longer slaves, but their mindset 
was a slave mentality. Amen. You remember, they were out there for all those years, then they're going to go into the promised land. They send the 12 spies in, and they said, you know, no way, there's giants in the land we can't do. We're like grasshoppers in their sight. They still had grasshopper mentality. They still had slave mentality. You remember, Moses goes up on the mountain. He's gone for 40 days. What do they do? They build a golden calf. They do everything, and they say, we want to go back to Egypt. Man, that's a complaining bunch, man. I tell you, they just complained and complained, you know. But what do I mean by coming out of the world? Biggest thing is that, you know what? God's called us to be Christians. God called us to separate ourselves away from some things. Anything that stops you from the presence of God, anything that hinders you from getting into the presence of God is something that you've got to come away from. Amen? We got to step away because we don't want anything that's going to stop us from receiving what God has. You know, it's, it's so funny. We want God to come on our terms and God already told us how to come to him on his. Amen. God told us to come. He said, he, you know, in, in 2 Corinthians six seventeen, he says, therefore, come out from among unbelievers and separate yourselves. And then says the Lord, don't touch the filthy things that they have. He said, then I'll welcome you. <laughs> we don't like that. We get all excited about that. But whatever lures us away from the presence of God, we've got to begin to say no. You know, if you say no to one thing, you're saying yes to something else. Amen. We want everything God has, but we don't want to do any work for it. We don't want to obey the commandments. We don't want to do the things. And it's simplistically saying, listen, I want to live supernaturally. So there's things that I've got to do. I've got to lay aside every weight and every sin that does so easily beset me so that I can run the race. Amen. Take hold of this. Take hold of this. And, we, and the biggest thing about coming out of the world is get rid of the world thinking. Oh, my gosh. Let's get rid of the world's thinking. My goodness. Let's not try to get answers from the world. Let's get answers by the Spirit of God. Let's get answers from the Word of God. Amen. And here's the second thing. Let's stop running from our fears and from our insecurities. Amen. Let's just stop being afraid. Period. End of sentence. You know, there's going to be wave after wave that the world's going to be saying, this is coming, that is coming, this is going to, ah, ah, ah. You know, okay? Let's go all the way back to Genesis chapter 3, okay? What happened when Eve messed up, okay? The devil comes and says, has God said? What is he doing? He wants to say, does the word really say, does God really say that? Is God's word really true? Did God really say what he mean, mean what he said? Did, is it really true? He's, check, he's basically saying, you know, and, and Eve says, no, you can't eat of, you know, we can eat of all the trees except for the one. We can't eat of that. Don't even touch it. He said, no, God knows that when you do that, you'll become like God. You know, God's withholding things from you. See, our greatest fears is, is, is that we're not going to make it or we're not going to have something or we're going to miss out or we're not getting what somebody else may get or we get fears of that something's going to come on us or those kind of things there. We just sang a song, Evidence. We just sang a song about the promises of God and, and the evidence is true and all of our lives and we can look it over our lives and see the evidence of what God has done in our lives. Amen. You know, and so what happened? The minute that their eyes were open because they sinned, what did the first thing they wanted to do? They ran and hid themselves. They were trying to run from their nakedness. And they were trying to run, you know, and hide, and they sowed fig trees to cover themselves. And trying to, they were trying to run from their fear. 
And the problem was is they could never run from their fear because their fear wasn't from the outside. Their fear was from the inside. How many of you know they were naked before that? The Bible says, if you look at the last verse of chapter 2, it says they were naked and unashamed. And they didn't even know they were naked. You know, that's what God said. Who told you you were naked? Did you eat of the tree? Amen? But they knew that they had messed up because they, all of a sudden their eyes were opened to see that they blew it. You know, the problem with us is we want to run from our fears and insecurities instead of facing them head on. Amen? We've got to stop. How did it, and, and, and the problem is, is that we've got to bring our fears and our insecurities to God. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, you do realize that God's the one that killed the animal. The first animal that ever got killed in the earth, God killed him. Okay? And made us, you know, and then turned around and uh, made, you know, so leather together and and made them clothes, you know, and uh, to cover them, what they were doing, what was going on there. And so if they would have ran to God, I don't know what would have happened if they would have done it and said, oh my gosh, let's run to God and repent and see what God would have done. Wouldn't that have been cool? Who knows what would have happened? But no, they ran and hid. God had to find them. And since God had to find them, everything's been messed up ever since. <laughs> Amen? So, so we've got to come out from among the people. We've got to be different than the world. So we've got to come out. And the next thing is we've got to face our fears and our insecurities, and we've got to stop running from them. We're not afraid anymore. Amen? And then here's the third thing, which is so vital. This is probably the biggest thing for tonight. This is the biggest thing about operating with a mindset of the supernatural and operating with a, just a mindset of Christianity is that, guess what, folks? We need to find some peace. We all need to have peace. And we're not going to have peace because, you know, something breaks, this happens, that happens. This, you know, it's like boom, 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 boom. You have all these things, and, and the enemy loves the pile-on effect. Amen. But we need to, here's the thing about it. Instead of saying, let's find peace, here's the better way to say it. Let's receive the peace of God that Jesus gave us. What did Jesus do in John chapter 15? Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. Not, and it's so wonderful because he says, not as the world gives. I love it. I love it. He says, my peace I give. Not as the world gives. My peace. That, my peace that passes all understanding, Paul said. It guards your heart and mind. It's that peace, the peace of God that just takes hold of us, you know, and and it's through that peace that we abide with God. It's through that peace that we experience all the supernatural things that God has for us. Amen? It's that peace. And that's, you know, we know that. We've all heard this so many times. Be led by peace. Be guarded. guarded. Let's let peace. But how many of you know it's so hard to have peace when there's snakes crawling up your legs? And you're getting bit by things, okay? And you're getting hit by things. It's like, I used to always marvel at that story in the Old Testament where it says, hey, if you get bit by a snake or the snakes are coming, look up to the pole so you'll be healed. And not just look, but that word look means you've got to gaze and you've got to hold your gaze. I mean, if you're getting snakes crawling on you and you've been bit and you're thinking, I've got to keep my eyes focused here, that's a challenge. Amen. But, you know, tell them to do that. He said, hey, I'm giving you this supernatural thing. I'm giving you. I like what the New Living Translation says about, you know, John 14, 27. He said, I'm leaving you with a gift. It's peace of mind and heart. It's the peace that I give is a gift the world cannot give. And then he goes on to say, so don't be afraid and don't be troubled. 
Because here's the key. How many of you know that peace precedes authority? It's amazing how many people try to have authority without peace. Doesn't work. Because you don't know your authority. You, don't, you have an exit. Because authority is peace. You know? It's like the man in, in, in you know, uh, the eighth chapter of Matthew, you know, verse five, it says there was a centurion. He says, Jesus, you don't need to come to my house. All you got to do is speak through. I'm a man of authority. He was not. He's like, hey, just speak the word. My servant will be healed. No big deal. Because you have authority over sickness. You have authority. Your words have power. My words have power. I say to this man, go, he goes. And this man, do it. I say, you come, he comes. I don't have to raise my voice. I don't have to act tough. Because I have authority. Peace precedes authority, but believe it or not, peace also precedes power. And so the biggest thing that we need to find is peace. And when you have peace with yourself, and now it's not peace out here. We're never going to find peace out here. You know that, right? There's not going to be any peace in the world. I mean, the Bible says there's going to be wars and rumors of war and all these things, but thank God peace comes from right within us. Amen? Amen? It's the peace of God. Fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace. It's the third one. Peace. Why is it so vitally important? Because we're talking about supernaturally hearing from heaven. We're supernaturally being led by the Spirit of God. We're having a total different mindset that we're not looking for peace and joy and happiness anywhere else except in us. And when you've got peace on the inside of you through the Word of God and walking in light of it, then that changes everything. Amen? God's desires. We've got to, and see, when you have this supernatural mindset, it's a mindset that's free from fear. It's free from insecurity. Aren't you glad? Get, you know, get this totally out of it. It's not a performance. You don't have to perform. We're not earning anything. It's not the merit badges we're getting. Well, you just said that if we did this, God's love is to everybody, but God's love's not for everybody. No, God's love is for everybody and to everybody, but it only works for you when you get a revelation of his love through the word of God and obedience through the word. You really know how much God loves you. And if you know how much God loves you, man, you've got joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness, goodness. I mean, you're excited about the things of God and you're hearing and you're doing and you'll do whatever he asks you to do. Amen? We'll see this taking place of what God has. Hallelujah. See, here's the thing about it. It's only through the peace of God that guards our heart and mind. See, because we always used to say this verb, faith is a rest. It's not a, you know, there's a fight of faith, but faith is a rest when you know you're in faith. Hallelujah. There's the fight of faith, and that's the fight where you're fighting, believing, you're actually, you're doing, taking the scripture, you're fighting, coming up against things. But when you get in faith, you're resting. Because you're trusting. You're believing. You're doing what Abraham. How hard is it to sit on the couch and give glory to God? Hallelujah. And be fully persuaded that what God said, he's going to do it. Man, you can sit there and eat potato chips all day. <laughs> Amen. When you know. And now it's tough because we want to earn it. We want to work so hard here. But you know the hardest thing in the world for us to do, and, and, this is, and I'm guilty of this, is actually learning how to receive. How to get quiet. Amen? Because I'm coming to the next part here, the very next thing. I'm going to give you these four things. One is we've got to come out from among the world. Listen, we can't act and do what the world does and expect to receive the fullness of God. Amen? 
We, we just can't do that. Hallelujah. And uh, we've got to stop running from our fears and we've got to face them and we've got to bring them to God and let him, uh, you know, take care of our fears and our insecurities. And then also we've got to receive the peace that God has. But this is a phrase that's really unique that the Lord spoke to my heart today. And this is number four, is that we need to realize, believe it or not, we need to realize that God Almighty wants to rest in us. He wants his home in us. He wants to rest in us. He wants to abide in us. He wants to know that he's at peace within us and we're at peace within him. Remember what Jesus said that I and him and you and me and all that, we're all intertwined. What does it mean to say that realize that God wants to rest in us? Basically, God said, I want you to become a habitation for me so that I can be, I can be welcomed in you. Am I welcome in you? Am I at rest in you? Am I able to rest in you? What an honor that God wanted to do that. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. It's my Father that will come and will make our home. Jesus, me and the Father, if you do my commandments, you do my, me and my Father, we're going to come and we're going to make our home in you. Amen? Y'all are real quiet. <laughs> I think you're thinking, right? I don't know about you at home. You may have choked on your popcorn, but it's all right. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's all good. You know, because, uh, see, here's the thing about it. We, we've read over in Isaiah 55 when it says, God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. They're, my thoughts and my ways are higher than your ways, okay? And they are that. But then we got to read over in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 where he said that he's given us the mind of, of Christ, that we've got this, and that he said he's showing us things to come and he's un, unveiling and revealing the truths of the word of God to us. He's given us his spirit so that we can freely know all things. John 16, 13 says, Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of himself, but he'll show you, speak of the things that I get, and he will show you things to come. He's going to show you the future. He's going to reveal things to me. Amen? He's going to unveil this stuff to us. He's going to show us what he has for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And, and you know, one of the things that happens is, is that if God can't rest in us, then we'll never be whole in him. Because you'll always think that you're not complete. And Jesus said, in him you are complete. You're complete in him is what Colossians says. We are complete in Christ. So what we do is if we let God, if God feels at rest within us, hallelujah, then we're going to find that we can become whole in him and that we're not trying to earn this. We're not trying to work for this. And we're not trying so hard to hear what God wants us to say or what God wants us to do. And if we have a supernatural mindset, know that, listen, everything I need is on the inside of me. Everything I need, God's placed within me. I'm born again. I have a spirit. So if I'm going to look for anything, if I need peace, joy, I've got to look on the inside. I can't find it out here. I'm not going to find it anywhere else. But the wonderful thing is, once you have joy and peace here, then when God says, I want you to go talk to them, or I want you to do this, you know, then you're following peace. It doesn't matter if you're received or not received. You're just doing what God spoke to you to do. And you have peace because you were obedient to do what God said to do. It's not up to you whether they receive it or not. It's up to you to be obedient to do what God says to do. Amen? See, the enemy is always trying to say, well, you can't do that. That's, that's just too crazy. What do you mean that God, the creator of the universe, could live and dwell on the inside of you? Well, he does by the person of the Holy Spirit. 
I mean, is the Holy Spirit not living in you? Is the Spirit, the Bible says he is. The Bible declares that he is. Hallelujah. And we know that if God wants to be at rest in us, that God wants to rest in us, hallelujah, then we've got to have this incredible relationship with him. How many you know everything is on relationship? It's based on relationship. It's not really what you know, it's who you know. We all know that. I mean, based on, hey, you go, go job opportunities, everything else, it's, it's getting the inside scoop. Hey, you know somebody, someone trying to get something. Hey, it's who we know, not, not what we know at times. It's all who we know. And the devil's always trying to come at our confidence. Go to Hebrews chapter 10. Y'all doing okay? You're all looking real quiet here. I'm, I'm nervous. And good thing there's no tomatoes or stones or something around here. We're all good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 35. Um. And so I'm going to read this to you. I have the New Living Translation. It says this. So don't throw away this confident trust in the Lord. You know, the enemy's always trying to tell you how terrible you are and that God has no confidence in you. And, uh, and that many times we give it, it says, don't cast away your confidence or don't throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you'll receive all that he has promised. Amen? Verse, if you go down and read in verse 39, it says, But we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. And you know, the Bible says, the just shall live by faith. The King James Version, it says, cast not away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, and after you have done the will of God, you receive the promise. Amen? And the reason I share that with you is because many times we think God's speaking to our hearts, but we don't have confidence that God's at rest in us, that God's word lives in us, and that God is actually speaking and talking to be bold enough to take hold. We let everything else around us stop us from our obedience to God. And so to have a supernatural mindset simply means that, wait a minute, I'm not a natural being. I am a supernatural being. So I don't have to walk. When I hear things, I have to take authority over words. But when I see things, I have to look at it in the eyes of what I'm watching and looking. But I've got to look to the inside of me. Amen? We've always got to live from the inside out. What is God saying? You know, how many of you ever had a situation? You know, it's funny. I'll, give, I'll tell you a story. It's about my mom and her, her, her late husband. You know, they're both in heaven now. But anyways, what happened was is, is uh, they got mad at the rest of the family and took off. How dare them take off without telling anybody? Without telling anybody. Took off and went to a place where they didn't have any cell phone reception or they just didn't want to answer their cell phones. Old people get like that. You got to watch them. They go back to the kid in the minute. So anyways, so my brother calls me. He's in a frantic and everybody's calling him and his, you know, and, and uh, my mom's husband, their son, they're, hey, it's not, he's called me all the time. And so they're, I mean, they're all in an uproar. They call the sheriff. They break into the house and, and they're not there. They're gone. 
disappeared, got in their truck and left. And he's like, you know, and they're, they're all for, what are we going to do? I said, time out, time out, time out. Let me just check. I said, what are you going to check? I said, I'm going to check on the inside. I told my brother, I said, just time out. Everybody's like, I said, they're okay. He said, well, where are they? I said, I don't know where they're at, but they're all right. How do you know? I said, because I know on the inside, they're okay. You know, I don't know where they're at, but they're okay. They're going to show up. They're going to show back up. Guarantee you, a couple of days later, yeah, they showed up. They just went off and hid in the woods. You know, got them, you know, went off and did, you know, just, I mean, I mean, they're, they're in the 80s. They could do that, but they're not supposed to do that without telling their kids. You know, you, you got to gotta keep up on it. But it was so funny because, and they go, are you sure? I said, I'm positive. And boy, that's, and that was the big laugh. That was the big joke, you know, for so many, you know, several years later. And uh, because it was like, and I just told my mom, I said, mom. You are not allowed to go anywhere without telling one of us. It's just the way it is, and you tell that to your husband, he's got to tell one of his kids. It's just, it is. You're, you're, you're not old enough to go away by yourself. <laughs> I didn't want to say, you're too old to go away by yourself. <laughs> I just said, hey, we've laughed about that. But see, here's the key. They were in a frantic, I mean, to call the sheriff, go out there, and to break into the house? We're talking serious stuff here, okay? You know, and uh, I said, you guys, you know, it's okay. But, you know, they, and like I said, they call, I mean, it was like they called me late at night. And they, I said, no, let me just check. And they're like, well, what are you going to do? I'm going to check my heart. I checked my heart. I checked the Holy Spirit. I said, Holy Spirit, is my mom okay? She said, yeah, she's having a great time. It's no problem. <laughs> they just, you know... I got mad at everybody. I said, well, we'll fix it. We'll just take off. And they did. And I loved it. I loved it. I told them, I said, listen, if you do that again, do it to them. Just give me a call. And that way I'll come. <laughs> so it's all good. You know, but I checked my heart. See, problem with us is that many times we don't check our heart. And they say, well, because we don't have confidence. So we react. Instead of saying, wait a minute, I'm going to check my heart. I'm going to wait. Because, you know, the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Yeah, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Amen? We got to check our hearts. Is this serious? And if it is, then you say, yeah, this is serious. Something's going on. I need to do this. I need to, I need to wait. I need to take time to pray. But see, not only do I need to take time to pray, but I need to take time to receive. You know, sometimes we just need to sit, be still, and know that I am God. You know, I'd love for God to show up one of these days, and just where we all of a sudden have to be quiet for about 30 minutes. Just let God be God. Just sit in his presence. And, uh, you know, the key is it takes, takes discipline to get quiet, to get your mind quiet. Because so many things are going through your mind. So many, but to really, truly get your mind quiet, to hear from heaven, and to actually receive what God has on the inside, that God wants to speak this to us. Amen? Hallelujah. Because we see this life through the inside out, which means I'm living this life because of the power and the presence. God's got it. We sang another song tonight about for the good, for the good. God works all things for the good to those that are called according to his purpose. Amen? There's a scripture like that, right? Go to Romans chapter 8. We'll, we'll, we'll wind this thing up so we're on some good stuff. Hallelujah. I know I got you thinking big time tonight, so it's good. You guys are going to have to go home and just get this thing and meditate again. Hallelujah. And... Uh, because we've got to pay attention to the inside of our heart. We've got to pay attention to the inner witness. But we need to have a supernatural mindset. I can hear from heaven. 
I actually know what's right and wrong. I actually know the truth. I don't have to get my truth from Google. I don't have to get my truth through the internet. I don't have to get my truth through the news. I know. Is this serious? Is it not serious? God's going to speak to me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because God is able to raise my spiritual awareness on the end. God's able to tell me, hey, you need to do this. Hey, do this now. Hey, get out. You need to do this, you know. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, Proverbs twenty twenty seven says, The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of the heart. Amen? Hallelujah. So that's what it is. Glory to God. So when we begin to act on what our heart says, we begin to see it. We need to be obedient to it, because obedience is better than sacrifice. Amen? Now look at Romans chapter 8, and of course I'm going to be reading out of the, the New Living Translation. So, um, and we're going to read, you know, right here, verse 28. I think it is, if I can see that tiny thing there. If it's not, it's close. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good, for those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. God works all things together for the good. For the good, for the good, for the good. And if we believe that, then we go, okay, God, you're going to direct my steps. You're going to show me which way to go. You're gonna, I'm not going to be in fear. I'm trusting you. You're going to make a way where there seems to be no way. But you're going to make a way. You're going to show us what to do. You're going to show me what to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. So being spirit conscious is doing our best. Hallelujah. To be at peace within ourselves and to do our best that we have a place on the inside that God can find rest. He can be at rest in us. And I can be made whole in Him. Amen? Aren't you glad that God didn't put your happiness in somebody else's brain? Hallelujah. And God didn't base anything upon your performance. He based it upon His performance. And He said there will be a performance of the things I said. Amen? So what God said, let's change our mindset. Let's remember this, that we win. Let's remember the back of the book. We win. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, it, 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 I, I've been reading because, uh, just because just of the signs of the time, but I've been reading a lot of, you know, end times, revelations, books, and all kinds of things, and the things with Rick Renner, and, and just some different ones, and reading, and uh, just seeing what God is doing. And it's not, an escape theology, but it's a, it's a, it's like let's let's just let's, let's just stir up. It's like we're in the last two minutes of the game right now, and it's so much fun. How to, that we've got to stir and we've got to listen. Right now, it's so important to listen. Which way to go? What to do? What time to go? When to do it? How to do it? Amen. Timing is a big point right now for a lot of us in being at the right place at the right time. And 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 uh, I've just seen that happen. I watched God do it. I said, No, we need to go right here. We need to go this way. And then watch God do miracles. And it's like, this is so much fun, having divine appointments. I remember those. I used to believe God for that all the time and hadn't had any of those in a while. And then, you know, in the last week and a half and stuff, I've had a, a ton of them, you know, I had a ton of them out there because I actually believed God for that. I said, Lord, I want some divine appointments. I want to, I'm coming out here with an expectancy. I'm coming out with some divine appointments. I want to be at the right place at the right time, just coming in at the right, and I believe you're ordering my steps. 
And it was, I was just, it was so cool. Just boom, boom, boom. The connections and just being able to be a blessing, but also to get blessed. Amen. To just encourage one another, strengthen one another. And just say, no, no, go here. Let's do this. Let's do that. And, and just to see God's hand in it and say, hey, I did here. You know? And of course, you know, I've done things on the opposite saying, I believe God's telling me, okay, don't, don't go this way. And I thought, well, if I'm hearing you, I'm going to go this way. If something bad happens, well then, and then I do, something bad happens. I say, well, I did hear him. At least I know I was stupid enough to go that way, but at least I got it. I, that's the way I started out. I was like, okay, I don't know if that's God or not. And that's the fastest way. So I'm going that way. And it became the longest way. But that was okay. I learned. You know, the Bible says you're perfected through the things in which you suffer sometimes. To be stupid, you get stupid. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to listen next time. Amen? Because it costs not to listen to what the Spirit of God says. So let's change our mindset. And let's get a supernatural mindset, which is based on what we hear on the inside of us. Amen? Let's hear and see it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and praise you. Lord, I just trust that this came across the way I wanted it to come across. And I wanted it to just stir their hearts to have confidence in you. To know that you love them so much. But their obedience, how do you, that your love can be even revealed even more and more and more. Your love for them can become so exciting. Lord, thank you for that. Thank you, Father, for your hand upon their lives. And Lord, I just thank you for each and every one. Let them be lights in a dark world. Let them just reach as many people as they can, bringing encouragement, strength, and the life of Jesus. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.